What's up everybody? Thank you. Uh, I finally got all my equipment up and working again. Got the mic working. Got the f camera working again. I was having some problems with my uh, game capture card, which was uh, no problem with the game capture card. Elgato game capture card is amazing. In uh, moving, uh, I took it with me to uh, do some things at my house and I forgot how to hook it up correctly pretty much. I messed up uh, two of the cords. But it's amazing, so I'm not sponsored by them. I just love this thing. It helps me so much. Uh, a little off topic for a wrestling podcast, but it's my hardware. <laughs> um, anyway, so first off, I want to talk about Total Nonstop Action Wrestling or TNA. Now, I mostly focus on WWE. In fact, uh, I didn't see the Great War. I didn't see Bound for Glory because even though it's only $40, which is cheaper than the WWE pay-per-views used to be back when I bought... I used to only buy the big four, uh, but now that the network's a thing, I buy all of them. <laughs> but uh, it's forty dollars, which is not that much. But when I get WWE Network for ten dollars, What Culture Extra for ten dollars, which gives me all my YouTube stuff that I love, plus the um, pay per view that's tomorrow night or tonight is when this will get up. This will get up on Thursday, uh, and then uh, ten dollars for. Uh, New Japan World, which I freaking love, by the way. If you don't have it, they recently added an English commentary section, which means you can, which you know, it shows you these are the things with English commentary. Makes it so much better if you, the commentary is a make or break thing. Um, trick. I don't know if Windows does this, Windows Explorer, but uh, or whatever it's called now. Um, but uh, Google Chrome, uh, it'll translate a page for you if it's from another country. Uh, what you do is you click it at the top of the page when it first loads New Japan World. It'll say, do you want to translate this page? And hit yes. The translation isn't 100% because it's done by an AI. But it's pretty good. Like, it'll get, like, what the show is. And if it's the full card, it'll usually have a picture of the um, poster for the event. And it'll say, you know, Wrestle Kingdom 10. And it'll show Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. Great match, by the way. Oh my god, great match. And then it'll say at the bottom, in the picture, it'll say English commentary in the picture. But if you have it translated, it'll also, or if you're in the English commentary section, all the videos you see are only with English commentary. So, if commentary is a make or break, now with New Japan World, you do get that. And I freaking love New Japan. <laughs> I've only seen some stuff before coming into, uh, before I learned New Japan World had an English commentary section now. And I signed up immediately, and oh my god, I'm loving it. I saw the G1 Climax, or the finale G1 Climax, which was a four-hour event. I saw the Wrestle Kingdom 10, which was like a five-hour event. <laughs> it's, their, it's their WrestleMania, if you don't know what Wrestle Kingdom is. Uh, there's a tradition of a, it's either January 4th or January 8th, I'm pretty sure it's January 4th, show that is done uh, by New Japan every year in the Tokyo Dome. Every year on January 4th, I believe, is so that's what I'm just going to say. And this year, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles for the IWGP, which stands for International Wrestling Grand Prix, the governing body of New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, for the IWGP um, Intercontinental Championship, which, oh my god, they it was billed as a dream match, and it delivered. Uh, Gallows and Anderson had a match. I think they dropped the tag belts, if I remember correctly. I don't remember, uh, because I've seen I've been watching a lot of wrestling recently. In case 
you didn't realize that's kind of my thing. You know, I love wrestling. Got a YouTube channel about it. Podcast on iTunes about it and SoundCloud. Make sure you got a Patreon to help us support making this stuff. Got a, uh, put a lot of money into this equipment. But I don't do it for money. Obviously, I haven't made any money. But I do it because I love to talk about wrestling. I love just sitting here and talking to myself, essentially. I'm looking at a picture of myself on a camera, and I'm talking about pro wrestling. This is fun. (laughs) But anyway, uh, so TNA got the funding for this week's uh, marathon, from what I understand, of uh, Impact tapings, and for Bound for Glory from a third-party source that wasn't disclosed. Um, No one knows exactly who it was. It's rumored to be this guy, that guy, but no one really knows. Um, Apparently, this came out... Today, Oh, and by the way, I say Marathon Impact tapings because apparently it's supposed to last them until mid to the end of the year. So the mid-December to the end of the year. That's a lot considering it's October 5th or 6th on this thing. Get up. Now, I'm not necessarily... Like, that's not a bad thing, you know? It gives them the opportunity to pay the guys for, you know, a couple days of work. Then the guys can go out and book indie shows for the rest of the year, you know, make their money, help provide for their family. So it's good on their part, and it's good for TNA because, you know, they don't have to have hire, you know, they don't have to have the camera guys come in as much. They don't have to come have the uh, video technicians or the ring builders and all that stuff come in, you know, once a week. Um, they, they marathon taping it. And it was roughly costing around apparently $600,000 for this week to get the rest of the year. But none of that may matter now because according to good old is done, finished, finito. Uh, with TNA being bought by uh, TNA's, uh, TNA's library is bought by Vince McMahon. According to JR, done. WWE will own it. They'll make the announcement uh, official soon. And that Oregon, uh, from Smashing Pumpkins fame, is the new majority owner of uh, the company. And TNA will essentially die and be... Like, it won't be TNA Impact anymore. It won't be TNA anymore. It could be Corgan Wrestling Promotions, like Jim Crockett Crockett Productions. Uh, It could be something like that. But, again, we don't know... Exactly, and this is all rumor mill. I mean, I do trust good old JR. Um, so I think he's right. I think this, I think, uh, according to him, uh, the sources he has uh, have always been reliable to him in the past, never fed him wrong information before. And um, so, uh, if this is the case, I think TNA just ended up getting so much bad stigma behind it that it got to the point where it could not recover and it needs this rebrand you know and hopefully Dixie Carter you know because she has a 70% uh, shareholder she did she gets a payday selling her uh, selling the video library to Vince and then she gets another payday by selling uh, her majority stake in the company to Corrigan uh, who can now take the company in a more, uh, into a different direction. Uh, to be honest, I hope it's kind of like Ring of Honor and New Japan, but, you know, be, and I say that, and let me explain what I mean by it. New Japan and Ring of Honor uh, are both 
they both try to be themselves. They don't try and be a new or an alternative WWE like TNA has tried to be for years. Pretty much its entirety. Uh, not from the wrestler's standpoint. Obviously, they all try and do their own thing. But the writing staff and uh, Dixie have been trying to make, essentially, a copy and paste identity. Which has hurt the company because they can't compete with Vince McMahon. You know, he's established with that style. Now, if they take it to a similar style to, say, New Japan. New Japan... Uh, its style is very, 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 very different from WWE, and I'm not just talking in the ring, I'm talking as a promotion. New Japan treats it like a sport. They call themselves king of sport, and they do. They present themselves as a sport. They present themselves... Feuds are more about, you know, championships or advancing yourselves in the rankings or, you know, more personal stuff, not things like shampoo commercials like Edge and... Booker T had. They're, it's made to feel more like an actual sport, like an MMA fight. Like, you know, there's hardly ever any backstage uh, segments. Like, you don't see backstage interviews. You'll sometimes see video of uh, press conferences uh, that where kind of like an actual MMA fight. And part of this is because a lot of the wrestlers are former MMA fighters. And Japan has a Japan is kind of like Brazil, and it has a cultural love for MMA. Uh, and so, actually, um, I don't know this. I haven't seen any of this, but according to a video I saw on um, What Culture Extra, Adam Blompier said that the company actually had a down period in the early 2000s, where instead of pushing their wrestlers, they were pushing former retired MMA fighters who were no good, but they were in the ring in wrestling ring anyway. But they were really good back when they fought MMA. It's kind of like, you know, when you see a guy like Shaq come out and have a main event match with the Big Show at WrestleMania in Orlando this year. This upcoming Mania. Why is that a thing? Yeah. But anyway. Um, and Ring of Honor, again, is similar in not trying to be the same thing as WWE. It ha it tries to be its own thing, its own style. Plus, I think both Ring of Honor and New Japan uh, benefit from having these super cards they do, where you know they'll have matches from TNA guy or not TNA, sorry, from uh, Ring of Honor guys face off against New Japan guys, and they have a I, th I think they have a talent share agreement. Because uh, I don't think either one of them has exclusivity in their um, contracts. That's why you see Jay Lethal on WCPW. Uh, or uh, in... I think he was at Wrestle Kingdom 10. I think exactly. Uh, again, I've watched a lot of wrestling recently. Um, which is not a bad thing by any means, shape, or form. Now, what, uh, what TNA needs to do is TNA needs... To, or whatever it shall become, if the rumors are true. These are all rumors that are what's circulating on the dirt sheet as of 8-11, uh, uh, October 5th, 2016. These are the rumors. So, as it goes, as of right now, TNA needs to go out, become its own thing. Now, from what I understand, um, with the marathons taping being done... None of the brand, none of the brand shift, none of the rebranding, all of that won't happen until 
December to January. And to be honest, what I think that does is that sets up a good shot for Vince McMahon to strike a deal with the new majority shareholder, Billy Corgan, to establish an invasion angle. Now, uh, I'm going to Jackson, Mississippi tomorrow to visit the other two dorm warriors, which is going to be an awesome trip. It's going to be a long trip, but it's going to be an awesome trip. And in that trip, we are going to sit down and we are going to write. We are going to write a fantasy booking video. Now, we'll try and get it done. We might even shoot something while we're together, but that's not likely because writing takes time. <laughs> that's why I love this podcast. I can just sit down and talk. Now, what, uh, what we're thinking of is a invasion angle. Now, hold up. People love to talk about how bad the first invasion angle was, which it was. I wasn't even a wrestling fan back then, so uh, a lot of people say, well, it wasn't that bad. I remember it was okay, and then they go back and they rewatch it. I watched it for the first time as an adult. I watched the main event. I watched the pay-per-views. I watched the stories, you know, on YouTube, stuff like that. It was bad. And the main problem was, was because it ended up being McMahon versus McMahon, how it had always been been. It had always been my man versus man success since the Attitude Era began. Now we have a chance with AJ Styles being the world champion, uh, yeah, world champion, with guys like Xavier Woods, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, or not Finn Balor, he never was in TNA, but guys like uh, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, um, there are more. There's way more. Austin Aries, there's tons of guys. Xavier Woods, uh, who spent time in WWE or in TNA, uh, and now WWE has the chance to do something with it. Will they? Probably not, because Vince McMahon does not like to give. Because he he one of the pro- other problems with the angle uh, invasion angle the original one was that he couldn't even for a second make. WWE or WWF uh, seem at the disadvantage like they were losing so it really the invasion angle is one of the biggest misbooking opportunities of all time because even though the invasion pay-per-view was one of the most bought non-powerful or non-big four pay-per-views of all time in WWE it could have been so much bigger had the angle been handled correctly should they have waited an extra six months to a year to some of the contracts of the bigger guys wore out or um or if they could have just done it so much better i think the best way they could have done is just to wait a year i could have brought in guys like you know nash hall hogan goldberg instead we got booker t and booker t granted is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time because he is such a workhorse. His time in TNA, uh, his biggest accomplishments, especially when it comes to the depth of his character, didn't come till he came to WWF. So when he was picked up, he wasn't a big guy in the views of the company, uh, you know, because they weren't paying him as much as they were, say, Hogan. But he definitely, or but he definitely has the skill or had the skill. I don't know if he still does. I would love to see him in the ring. He's got his own wrestling promotion. Um, Reality of Wrestling, it's recorded in Texas City. They have a taping, actually, this weekend that I don't get to attend because I'm going to be in Mississippi with the other Dorm Warriors. But, anyway, 
Um, what TNA back backtracking backtracking I'm down a rabbit hole. What TNA needs to do, if all the rumors are true, they need to establish themselves as their own brand. They can't be another uh, wanna be. They can't do the same thing they've been doing. They can't be another WWE. It's not gonna work. I would love to see them, you know, have angles with um, New Japan and Ring of Honor. Um, from what I understand, those have been proposed to Dixie in the past, but she uh, has not, has you know, said no. I'm not gonna do an. I'm not gonna do a super card with you right now. I'm bigger than you. Thinking, you know, TNA is uh, on the same level as say WCW was when they started up, you know, poised to take control of the wrestling scene, which TNA is not. It might have been at one point towards the early mid-2000s, but nah, nah. Uh, if anything, I would say New Japan is more poised to be a credible threat to WWE than TNA is, and New Japan would probably never work in America, simply because the style is so much different than what we're used to. For example, uh... The matches start and the crowds are almost dead silent. Like this. Just staring at the ring. And now, in America, especially in what wrestlers are taught, is when it's quiet, it's time to freak out because that means you are doing a bad, bad, bad job. But in um, New Japan, uh, it's seen as a symbol of respect. The crowd is being quiet because. They're saying, hey, we're paying attention. We are looking. We're not talking to our buddies. We're not chanting, ha, 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 you know, CM Punk, Macho Man kind of stuff. They're like, no, we're paying attention. This is good. But as the action in the ring picks up, so does the noise of the crowd pick up. Uh, New Japan, by the way, if you've never seen anything by New Japan and you're a hardcore wrestling fan, give it a chance. Like, give it a, just watch one or two matches on YouTube if that's available. Uh, I think Jim Ross does weekly commentary. Granted, it's like a couple months behind from what I understand on Access TV. I think you can find it all online. I just watch the New Japan World stuff. Um, but as it's growing in presence in America and England, uh, they're actually growing in um, more and more of their events are having English commentary that's now going to be on the New Japan World website, which I think is awesome. Now, back, now let's talk about a little bit of WWE news. I've got it on my phone over here. Now, one of the, some of the speculation among WWE getting the um, uh, WWE purchasing the TNA library, if it is true, and I know this is kind of still related to TNA, is what that does is that gives them a way to essentially introduce fans, especially the hardcore fans or um, younger fans, to things like Cautious Creed, which was Xavier Woods back in TNA. We've got, uh, we can see some of Christian Cage's work in TNA, which was pretty good, to be honest. Uh, Booker T, Ric Flair, Mick Foley had a couple matches there. The Ric Flair ones weren't that good, but he had bills to pay, pretty much, though. But he said he re he's regretted that, not because he had a bad time while doing it. He enjoyed everyone there, on his uh, according to his podcast. 
he never had a bad experience. What he did was he said it's hard, you know, because you're comparing it to W. You're always going to compare it to your previous job, pretty much. And his previous job was with the biggest company in the world. So it was always going to be second to it. It was never going to be as good as WWE was. Which, I mean, I think was... I think it's a pretty fair assessment, to be honest. Um, you know, you're used to limousines and jet flying. And then you go to charter buses and sit in coach. <laughs> so, you know, definitely wasn't what Ric Flair was used to. Now, that being said, I think TNA definitely has the opportunity right now. They're poised. They're at rock bottom, to be honest. They are at the bottom. You know, they are having to do whatever they can to secure more funding every freaking week, it seems, for more to put on their next taping. Hopefully, they're, they're, they seem poised, not just like to rebound a little bit, but to skyrocket. So, if they rebrand and they do it correctly, you know, they've got they've got great wrestlers like the Hardys, like Abyss, like or Decay. Um, we've got, they've got Bobby Lashley, Aaron Rex, Damian Sando, uh, Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, who from all accounts had a pretty good match at uh, Baron Forgoy, is what I heard. Did she even fight? I don't know. A friend of mine told me he bought the pay-per-view and Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes had a mixed tag match. Um, now, I'm talking a lot about TNA on this because they are such at a crucial point. You know, they can go either way. They can either completely fail, which I don't want to see because guys like Bobby Lashley, Cody Rhodes, Aaron Rex... Um, EC3, great, great wrestlers. They now have a way to provide. For, they have a way to provide for their family through this. And then there are guys like the Hardys, who both have said they can't. They don't think they can do a full time thing with WWE anymore. Matt and Bad especially said he just doesn't want to. He wants to be able to spend time with his newborn son, with his wife. He's able to currently to get independent bookings. Where he's had matches with him and Senior Benjamin, who's his wife's actual father. That's his father-in-law. Uh, which I think is funny that he has him as his gardener. But that is his father-in-law. But he's able to get them independent bookings. His wife is inc it's incredible in the ring from all accounts. Um, he's been getting... Uh, he doesn't think he can do it anymore. Jeff recently opened up an art gallery in... Orlando, and he says he couldn't do his art and a full-time WWE thing anymore, and he really wants to do this gallery, which to me is amazing uh, for him. You know, he's setting, and he also has a, a music studio now. I'm pretty sure uh, he's setting himself up for life after wrestling because he knows he's even talked about it in interviews. He doesn't think his body could physically do it anymore. In an interview uh, promoting one of uh, TNA shows a couple months back, he even he was asked like where where he wanted to retire, and he said WrestleMania. Hell in the Cell match. That's how he wants to go out. That's how he wants to have his last match. So essentially he wants to kill himself. Because that man has been through some crap. I don't think his body could physically handle a Hell in the Cell match. Or what he would do to himself in said Hell in a Cell match. Now. 
all of that being said, all of this is rumors and speculation with TNA. We don't know if TNA has even been sold. We don't even know if TNA is going to be able to provide the next round of funding after this is all over for their next pay-per-view, for their next uh, round of TV tapings. We don't know. Because all the speculation with the stuff being sold to McMahon, speculation. It's all rumor, mail, rumor mills on the dirt sheet. So we legitimately just... We don't know. We want to know. I want to know. You want to know. We all just want to know. But we don't. And I think that's unfortunate. I want to see... I want to know what's going on with TNA. Because it could really go either way. And I really want them to succeed. But anyway, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, some other news... Uh, Brie Bella announced today that she was pregnant with her and Daniel Bryan's first son, uh, child. I almost said son, but they don't know. It's way too early to tell. Um, so I think that's really, really cool of her. Uh, cool for her. Sorry. Uh, cool for her and Daniel. You know, both of them have always wanted kids. Uh, uh, both of them, you know. Now, Daniel, especially because his role in the... Um, what being the SmackDown general manager only requires him to be there once a week, not there, you know, at every show, every house show and stuff like that, like the other wrestlers have. So he's still able, excuse me, to be home a lot of the time with his family. So that's all well and good. That's good. For, uh, congratulations to uh, Brian Danielson and Brie Bella. I'm not actually sure if Bella's her last name. But congratulations to the Danielsons. Um, there is... Uh, I'm trying to think what else is going on. Oh, No Mercy is Sunday. And there's some things I really want to talk about in that. About No Mercy. So, No Mercy is coming up. And um, with No Mercy, um, we've got one of the most anticipated matches ever. And no, I'm not actually talking about the main event. I'm talking about the Intercontinental Championship match. The Miz versus Dolph. Ziggler. I am so pulled into this match. These two guys are great workers. If you've seen my live tweet on the Dorm Warriors Twitter, at the Dorm Warriors, um, I freaking love these guys. Because when the Miz and Dolph, both of them, either one of them really, when they're talking, I completely forget I'm watching wrestling. I'm just pulled into their stories. And it's amazing. And they're both incredible in the ring, especially Dolph. Especially Dolph Ziggler. But when they either one of them talk, especially Dolph right now, he feels, it seems like he's so impassioned that about everything he's saying, you know, it kind of sucks you in, you know. I really want Dolph to win. I really, really do. I really do. But earlier today, he posted on his Twitter that starting October 10th, which is Sunday, or Monday, Monday, um, all bookings to be, will be going through this uh, talent agency, which um, does, uh, it's situated in Southern California, I'm pretty sure. I googled it. Yay, Google. Um, so, it does not look like he's going to be around in the WWE much longer. Granted, that could be a work. But at the same time, he could be just trying to get his name out there so he can do... Because, so, for 90 days, they have a no-compete clause uh, on their contracts. They cannot premiere. They cannot... Uh, most times, some guys have gotten it waived, like Alberto Del Rio, 
uh, his got waived because I think he because he already had the thirty day suspension and he want, and he needed to start making money. Uh, so he his thirty his ninety day compete clause got waived. I'm pretty sure it's ninety days. It might be thirty. Uh, so I think it's ninety. Uh, but in that ninety days, they can still compete at all the house shows they want. It cannot be televised. I don't even think it can be televised locally. It cannot be televised. Um, so that's how guys like um, Hornswoggle showed up to a match right after, you know, like a couple days after in a promotion he owns actually in Minnesota, I want to say. Someplace up north. Someplace cold. Um, but that's all, you know, uh, I can't even remember who I was talking about. I really can't. Um, someone getting released. I don't know. But anyway, what was I talk? Who was I talking about? Someone remind me. Anyway, when it comes to WWE, you know, personally, I don't like that whole ninety day thing because house shows they don't get paid nearly as much. Granted, according to uh, Hornswoggle, they still receive a paycheck from WWE in that time period. Uh, which allows them to, you know, schedule bookings past it. So, oh, I'm talking about Dolph Ziggler. Duh. Um, so if Dolph Ziggler might be just trying to get a foot up and, you know, start getting, you know, booked for events after his WWE contract uh, is up or he's released or whatever is going to happen. Now, all that being said, it could just be a work, but I am so excited to see that match. Um, if you didn't see SmackDown, there was a great segment of Miz TV, which is not something you hear said often. There was a great segment of Miz TV. Not something you get to hear very often, but it is true in this case. It is dang true. Um, the two of the, f uh, former members of the Spirit Squad, uh, came out. I don't, I don't remember which two. I really don't. Didn't care. They came out, and they spelled Dolph, and you're like, oh, you're, like, you know, they were giving him crap, and then, uh, when Dolph started young at the Miz Mid, yelled, get him, get him, and they started attacking Dolph Ziggler, uh, and then Dolph super kicks both of them, you know, being Dolph, making him look strong going into the pay-per-view, which, I really want to see him win. I really want to see him. Anyway, also, at the end of the night, there was another promo segment on SmackDown where John Cena starts like he's about talking, and then AJ Styles tears into him. And he goes, you know what, say what you're going to say, and like he walks away. And Cena rises, raises the mic to him, and then Dean Ambrose cuts him off. It's pretty funny, in my opinion. Um, then at the end of, you know, both of them tearing him off, both of them using sick burns, it was really funny. And then, you know, Dolph just, or Cena just goes, Screw it. And just starts wailing into Dean Ambrose. Hits him in an attitude adjustment. All of these guys got their finisher in. I'm pretty sure Dean Ambrose got the dirty deeds in. He got some offense in to AJ. Because AJ hit John with a phenomenal form. And then, you know, started to walk out with the belt. But then, nope. Dean Ambrose. So, it was real cool. Um, really cool segment. Really cool way to end the go-home show. I'm not going to be doing a uh, fantasy booking on this episode because uh, I'm, we're going to try and make that an actual video, you know, not just uh, an extra couple minutes on the podcast. 
Um, but I would like to talk a little bit real fast instead of that about NXT and the Dusty Rhodes Classic. So, in the Dusty Rhodes Classic right now, um, the Revival, they beat Cien Almas and... Well, the, uh, real quick, Authors of Pain won their match at the beginning. And at the end of the show, there was... Um, who did they face? Oh, Cedric Alexander and Cien Almas. The Revival won... It was a great match because all these guys are great. Cien almost, I've always liked him. I really have. I have liked him. But I could never get invested in him. I don't know why. Just something about him just seemed off as a face. He turned heel by attacking Cedric Alexander after the match. And some people started cheering at first. But you saw a whole bunch of people jump up like, Finally, this is what we wanted to see with him. Um, it was really, really cool. Nice heel turn. Nice way to end the show. I freaking love NXT. Really. I love NXT. Um, and it's just $9.99 a month. Part of the thing about TNA. Part of the way to, you know, why buy the $40 TNA pay-per-view when in a month's time you get two with WWE. I think three next month. It's almost one every week. That's insane. Because I think it's uh, No Mercy. And, and I should say this month, No Mercy, Hell in a Cell, and Survivor Series, I think is like a week after. That is not enough time. <laughs> Granted, it's raking in WWE the money, so, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna stop. But, anyway, with WWE achieving the success, success it has, hopefully it has not killed TNA completely. I'm hoping it is able to be rebranded. I am worried about the boys, pretty much. That's the expression used usually when referring to a locker room in the pro wrestling world, is the boys. You know, you worry about the boys. You don't want them, you know, you want to see them make money. You don't want to see them, you know, not being able to provide for their family doing what they love. So, I'm really hoping TNA's situation gets worked out. But if it doesn't, then WWE can just squash more competition. Hopefully some of their guys get signed. And WWE is able to do something with it. You know. Or get signed with WWE, I should say. Or New Japan. Or TN... Or not TNA, obviously. Or New Japan. Or Ring of Honor. You know. They're uh, just something to provide for their families. Is what I'm hoping for. This could still go a lot of ways. But at the beginning of the thing, as I've said, everything has been rumors. Uh, as of the time I'm recording this, none of, the, none of the TNA sales has been confirmed by anybody. Except for Jim Ross, but then again, it's never been, it hasn't been confirmed by either WWE, Dixie Carter, or TNA, or Billy Corton. Um, so, we really just don't know. We really don't. But I am hoping that TNA is able to get this all sorted out. But anyway, I have been singing with the Dormoys. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Twitter, Patreon. Uh, we've got more stuff, I'm pretty sure. I can. Oh, we're on SoundCloud, if... You're watching this on YouTube. We're on iTunes. If you're watching this on, I if you're watching this on YouTube or listen to it on SoundCloud, and if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes, we are on YouTube at the Dorm Warriors, at all of those things. Search either the Dorm Warriors or Ramen and Wrestling to find episodes of these podcasts. Uh, as I said, I have been Stinger. Thank you for joining me. See you next time.